Welcome back to Squelch. I'm Dano. And I'm Magooch. And we're here to remind everyone that Hearthstone is a game and games are supposed to be fun. Hello, old friend. Let's meet for tea after the match, shall we? All right. It is time for Tea with Finley. This is the part of the show where we talk about what we did this week in Hearthstone. Do you want to start us off, Magooch? Sure. Um, don't have a ton. Uh, I played some of this goofy tavern brawl. I got to say, I love a new one. And seeing as we hadn't seen this one before, I probably spent way too much time in there. And then I made sure to uh, play that broken uh, aggro priest deck to get to 10 before I played our <laughs> quest deck so I wouldn't tank too far. We can get to that later for that segment, but that actually took a huge amount of my playtime for the week. And I super enjoyed going through the cards, like looking for stuff that I didn't know what it did. It was uh, a lot of fun and it gave me some new respect for the design team. How about you? You know, I didn't get to play it much. I kind of just net decked the best deck and then played it and got my my free pack. Fair. I was uh I was so I was busy prepping for my first match in the Aspirant series. So it's a uh a series, it's not a league cuz we all know that Hearthstone doesn't allow leagues. Mm-hmm. Um so it's a series. Uh I got to play against uh Leo Derek from Swagoy Gaming. It was a absolute ton of fun i did a, a not a lot of research but i you know prepped some of the best decks that i had played so i played i brought control warrior big spell mage quest mally druid and then an aggro shaman that had got banned so this uh league this series uses the the new uh shield with so the new conquest with shield oh phase. nice that's cool and it is just an absolute ton of fun i i just love it it's just unbelievably fun the way it works is each player gets to choose a deck that can't be banned at the beginning of the game. So I chose Control Warrior. Uh, Leo Derek chose his Highlander Hunter, his Reno Hunter, which was fine by me because I felt I had game against that deck. We started off, I found a quick win with my Mally Druid. Just sometimes that deck just curves out really well. Didn't even need Malagos to win the game. Um, it was just sometimes you draw the nuts and I drew the nuts in that game. The next two games I lost, unfortunately, but I didn't embarrass myself, which is always goal number one for me in these types of uh, <laughs> these leagues. I had Pocket Galaxy on five in the second game, but just drew all spells after that and just could not get on the board. Ah, so turns out uh, Felkine was wrong. Just drawing Pocket Galaxy does not guarantee you the win. Nope, nope. So you have to draw Galaxy and then Pocket Galaxy, and then you have to draw Minions. Otherwise, because it doesn't affect your big spells. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the downside. What did you end up uh, banning? I banned the priest, which was what I wanted my, which was what I wanted to ban in the first place. So priest was my first ban, and hunter was my second choice ban, but mostly priest because I just really struggle against that that priest. Yeah, that, so being able to to ban it was nice. That deck is disgusting. I mean, I don't know the specific list, but it's if it's the aggro combo, it's gross. It was the combo one, yep, where you have to clear everything off their board or you just lose. Yep. So, yep. like, my, my Mally Druid's terrible against that. Uh, Mage's not great, but if I can freeze them out, it's okay. If I draw well enough, I have I have game against it. And then Control Warrior can beat it. And then Agro Shaman. The Agro Shaman list I brought was poor, so I was excited when he banned that. <laughs> yeah, I think you mentioned not, not super worrying about that getting tagged. Uh, can you um, change them week to week? Yes, we can. Yeah. Nice. So, and the fun part about this next week is we have to have our deck submissions in by Sunday and then ban- and then the nerfs come down on Monday. So, we have to predict the meta. So, that should be kind oh, of fun. Oh, wow. Actually. That's interesting. So, 
So pretty excited about that. I'm thinking about the Murloc Paladin for sure. And then maybe a variety of Hunter. The problem is I don't have a whole lot of the Hunter cards. So I have to do some crafting. And then a good aggro shaman list. So an aggro shaman list that includes doom hammers and that kind of stuff. So Electra for sure. Oh, nice. So I have like, so I can go over the top and then also go wide with Thunderhead. So, and then the last deck I'm not sure on, maybe just aggro warrior. Cause that's a solid, mostly figured out list. So that's probably what I'll do this next week. So nice. Yeah, I'm excited. It's fun. I love this kind of thing. So, all right. So. Once again, uh, just to kind of reiterate from two weeks ago, new evidence has been revealed about the corrupted blood incident of 2005. It appears that Hakar the Soul Flayer had nothing to do with the plague, and instead the source of the pandemic was a particularly nasty batch of Hearthburgers. Hearth the Innkeeper apologizes for this mistake and has taken the Hearthburger off the menu. In its place is a new menu item, the Naga Sandwich. The Naga sandwich is two good ingredients, sandwiching a not-so-good ingredient. Me hungry! You yummy! What is your first good ingredient, Magooch? All right, uh, first thing is shield phase conquest. We've mentioned uh, specialists, you know, having a little bit of time in, in the sun, but then really kind of not being uh, universally loved. Uh, so I didn't get to watch a ton of um, GM today, but... I just as soon as I started watching the matches, I was like revitalized. I'm super focused on what I could get away to watch and super interested. And uh, there's been more negative focus on it. And it was just super refreshing to see like a whole bunch of decks and multiple classes and not being in pain watching a warrior mirror because I know it's not going to be like three hours of this game or like the three iterations of it. So it was even super interesting to watch that because it was you know, one of them is not going to continue. So uh, looking forward to some good stuff from um, the new format. Yeah, and that kind of dovetails into my first good as well. So my first good ingredient is the Casey and Bunny Hopper Control Warrior Mirror. Oh. Like at one point, Bunny Hopper had something like 75 some, some odd life. <sighs> and it was just like, oh, it was just bonkers. And I'm just I'm watching it and I'm like, so thankful we don't have to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it actually made it interesting because there wasn't this like impending sense of doom that they were going to do this whole thing all over again. But instead, one of them was going to put like Mechathune in his deck and then they were going to do this whole thing again, but with like an outcome that was totally predetermined. So it was, yes, it was awesome. It was actually fun watching the Control Warrior Mirror as much as that can be and then if you haven't watched that match yet you just go and, and watch the watch it it's actually super fun i won't spoil anything if you haven't watched it but let's just say hakar the soul flare made a surprise impact on the game and it just made the end of the match just kind of awesome so yeah. totally worth back going watching the vibe, now that he's so. off the hook for that plague you know he's he's gonna show his face around a little more well yeah i mean he was you know unjustly blamed for something that wasn't his <laughs> fault at all what can you do all right, so what was bad for you this week? Uh, so we got the balance change announcement, and I'm just I'm just bummed that Extra Arms found its way onto there. I know that deck that it's in has been putting up some good numbers, and to be fair, uh, turn one, two, three of Cleric Arms Arms puts a 5-7 on the board that's, you know, hard to deal with, but that's kind of a nut draw. And to the best of my knowledge, literally no one was complaining about Extra Arms because... 
What's your sour? So, yeah, it's the divine spirit inner fire nerf. Yeah. I mean, not nerf. So it's divine spirit inner fire. Like, that is the actual real problem. So I'm sure, like, turn one cleric into turn two extra arms was tunnel trog totem golem, right? Like, it was crazy. It's almost impossible to beat. But the problem isn't extra arms. The problem is cleric on one being the best one drop in the game. And then divine spirit inner fire just making it impossible to if they stick a single minion they just win the game the, so, i mean the wrong card got nerfed i thought like and i don't even think uh, inner fire is a problem i think it's totally divine spirit because there's topsy-turvy too like you have other ways to swap those like making huge butt minions is just dumb and we've been doing it forever you know it's always been an available combo it's not always the best one but it's been around well whenever priest is good right like it's kind of divine spirit inner fire. Yeah. Like, that's how they win games. Well, I mean Raza, but you know. Well, sure, Raza. So yeah, I mean, we'll talk about this again some more. It's kind of a, a priest cast this week, this week, so we can move on from that. But yeah, I just I'm ready for those cards or one of those cards to go to the Hall of Fame. I, I just think it's it's time. Priest is in a kind of a sad state. It seems like where it's either really good or just absolute garbage and it's so it doesn't have a clear they need to just rework the class i think i mean it's it's identity yeah. keeps shifting well, that, well we'll talk about that in a little yeah. bit okay don't want to okay. jump the gun so what was your uh best good um the pure amount of work that went into zephyrus i know this is the third week in a row that i've talked about this card and i promise it won't be as at length this time but um <laughs> celestalon appeared on angry chicken and gave an interview uh that actually was just came out yesterday afternoon i think yep um so cards are, are scripted and they have generally between two and 20 lines of script and sometimes as much as 50 and zephyrus is pushing over a thousand lines of text in its script and it runs on the fly in the milliseconds when you play it from your hand. It does all that analysis and branching logic stuff, and it's it's ridiculous. Um, there were at least six major iterations of the card, and I think it's cool that they committed to making this thing and then figuring out how to make it work in the best way. Um, it lined up with Ildoom having um, Highlander be its deck-building restriction, but um, A-plus for just coming up with a way out there design that required a lot of work and seeing it through and getting it out and then continuing to support it as more interactions are discovered now that it's out in like the real world. It's, it's definitely a cool interview. I would uh, recommend it to anybody that's uh, interested in the kind of back-end stuff. Obviously, they don't go super, super detailed into it, but uh, he has some really cool insights and some neat stories about the, uh, the life of the card coming to be what it is today. And let's just you know, kind of call back to last episode when I said maybe it was time to Hall of Fame Tyrion. So what we're talking about is this crazy scripted card over a thousand lines of code that runs all these like branching paths. And the answer is Tyrion's the best thing you can do on eight. <laughs> I mean, that's almost a trap though. Cause like, sure, it's a good card, but there might be better things you can do on eight or there might be better things you could do next turn. If you prioritize your sequencing I mean, this turn. I mean, yes, yeah. yes. It was Ragnaros. Well, and it's in wild. <laughs> that play it in wild. I mean, I'm sure this will get played in wild. Does it uh, only look at standard cards? What's it, what's it doing wild? Does anyone know? It's only basic and classic. Okay. Oh, actually. Yeah. So it won't even get you hall of fame stuff. So my best good. So this is a personal best good, but I get to play in two clubs which play each other over a period 
of time for a championship this year or this uh, this season of Hearthstone. I, there's not an easier way to say that. Like there used to a be a group of but... people who play <laughs> regularly. I just wish there was like some sort of like term or word or phrase which could like encompass that whole like the like anyways the, the, like the group of explorers like a uh, yes yes like, an, yeah like uh, oh well what is their name i'm sure enthralamec will figure it out for us but anyways <laughs> so that that thing whatever that thing is called it's just the name just doesn't ever stick in my head it's called a league you know that i know that team five knows that blizzard knows that and activision knows that uh, I get to play in two of them. I get to play in uh, THL, so uh, the Team Hearth Legends, and then Aspirant League. So I just started Aspirant League this week. It is uh, uses Conquest Shield Face. The Conquest Shield Face, thank you. And then the THL actually uses Old School Conquest. So that's a team league, so it's me and four other players. So it should be pretty fun. So I'm excited about that. Nice. One day, I'll be a real knight. Each week, we roll a d20 to pick a rank between 1 and 20 and talk about the meta at that specific rank. This week, we rolled a 5, which means we were talking about the rank 5 meta. So this was actually really fun to see. So I ha- I've been playing at the rank 5 for the past week or so, or- and I didn't really pay much attention to it because I was practicing and losing a lot to aggro uh, priest, combo priest. But HS Replay has 8 decks listed as tier 1 at rank 5. All eight of them have a win rank between 55.18% and 54.15%, which is... That's a nice, narrow, solid window there. Right. <laughs> now, I didn't go and look at how much each were played, right? So, I mean, maybe one class is played minimally while another one is kind of getting high combo priest. But uh... <laughs> For a week or for <laughs> four more days or whatever it is. Yes, exactly. But it's a it's a cool, interesting tight meta, and it's kind of fun at rank five, and you could lose a bunch of stuff and beat some stuff. So, my advice for this next week, instead of talking about a meta which is going to change literally the day that this episode comes out, is play Murloc Paladin, play Hunter, play Agro Shaman next week. Those decks aren't going to change, while the Mage decks, the Warrior, Control Warrior, and Combo Priest will all be receiving nerfs. So play something that's solid and figured out, and it's a good chance you'll rank up. And uh, list-dependent um, Murloc Paladin with uh, Lens and Tip the Scales. There's goofy stuff to try for late game in there, because uh, you're going to blow through your deck, especially with the Murloc Tasty Fin. Uh, if you're pulling that with Tip, you're going to go through your deck so fast that you should be playing Zephyrus. And I've seen lists running Nomi and and or Elysiana uh, to give you a few more cards or some gross board. And I don't play a lot of Control Warrior because I don't have that kind of time. And anything I can put Elysiana in <laughs> uh, seems fun. So I might uh, I might mess with that a little bit later. Yeah, I'm gonna play the Zephyrus Nomi uh, Murgle Paladin this uh, this weekend for sure. Like I have Nomi, it's been kind of burning a hole in my my collection. It's a no-brainer for me. I'm kind of excited about it, actually. Right. I played it in the one of the Myra's Rogue decks uh, like a while ago, and I just wanted to be doing something else. I mean, I got the got the board off a couple times, which was fun, but uh, it didn't it didn't feel super awesome in that in that deck for me. Fun times. I mean, the difference is a little bit is right. So like the the Murloc Paladin is going wide multiple right. times a game, right? So the idea is once you get to the deck being empty. 
you get a play, know me, and then have to clear it one more time. Like, I get it. I mean, I have Seems a rogue fun. up, you know, and I play. By the time I play, know me and make six six sixes, they're at like eight life anyway. Where Leroy and Deadly Poison would have done it just fine. So. <laughs> but it wouldn't have been as cool. I don't <laughs> understand what you're saying. Go big or go home, right? Exactly right. Well, go know me or go uh, home because uh, it's a dumb uh, card that is awesome to beat people with. It's a big pile of stats. I think I've heard that before on on a really cool podcast. <laughs> a great one. I'm certain of it. So each week we surf Reddit, accept friend requests, and read the comment section of YouTube videos to ask Hearthstone fans, why are you so salty? I don't make mistakes. I bury them. So it's an exciting week in Hearthstone. You know, we have, you know, some nerfs coming down that people have been asking for. GM is interesting to watch. Uh, there's nobody annoyed or angry except for this one guy on Reddit who wrote a post. The nerfs to Booth Boom and Pocket Galaxy are lazy slash ineffectual. While I'm glad these cards are getting a nerf, I'm not happy with how they got nerfed. Pocket Galaxy is back to its original state, which isn't good. The whole point of buffing the card to 5 was due to 7 being on the verge of useless. Making it 7 again makes the card useless again. Why couldn't they nerf it to 6, or even keep it at 5 and change the effect to reduce the cost of minions in your deck to 3 or 2? There are plenty of opportunities to where they could have experimented more with the nerfing options, but they didn't. This nerf seems to be Blizzard's way of admitting they are either incompetent to nerf the card in a way that still makes it viable, but not overbearing, or they are just too lazy to bother adjusting the card. Dr. Boom's nerf is just sad. Increasing the cost of the card to 9 does almost nothing to it in standard. Control Warrior is a strong deck due to the fact that they have so many control options leading to and after Dr. Boom. Dr. Boom's strength lies in its ability to give your next rush. This is insane. Due to the fact that it just gives Warrior even more ways of controlling the board, not touching the rush package is not giving Boom an effective nerf. Sure, increasing the cost of 9 gives other decks time to actually win, but again, Warrior can easily survive faster 9 due to the fact that they have many different control options that exist in their deck. Boom needed to be hit with a nerf to the hero passive, either making it the first lucky play games rush, or removing the hero power that allows you to discover a map which limits its control options. The nerfs to these two cards are they miss the point or they are just lazy pixels that will still need to be addressed later. That hurt, I'm going to say. That hurt my soul a little bit, too. I mean, you hurt your soul because Team 5 is so lazy and ineffectual? I, I don't even know where to start. Well, I think you start with, like, firing the entire team. <laughs> this is what I was talking about the, uh, before with um, being afraid to try adjustments uh, you know they did a thing and maybe it led to something being more powerful than they wanted but good for them for taking the risk you know it's a digital space there are flexibilities there and say they put it back to seven and it sees zero play maybe in a few months they'll put it to six and see if it's like super oppressive again or maybe they just don't touch it and leave it sure they could have done other things but this seems like a relatively innocuous change to one, give it a chance to breathe, see if you can hit Galaxy with Sandwich, maybe, and still play it mm -hmm. at five. Or with the uh, eight drop, the Tortalon thing. Yep, uh, the uh, Tortolan Pilgrim. Yeah, there you go. And then with Boom, like, the it's just making... I, I hate when they call changes like this lazy. I, I prefer to think of them as, like, a simple or an easy change that doesn't forgive me. <laughs> mess with the heart of the cards as it were okay yugi like you're not drastically changing the card so you can still get it to do all the things that were fun for the person who plays it to do um two turns is a big window maybe it makes a big difference maybe it doesn't and they touch it again but well i say this as somebody who loves pocket galaxy and maybe they just think pocket galaxy is still playable on six and they just don't want that card to be playable because 
you know, being able to Alex somebody on turn, you know, six <laughs> is is just not fun for anybody. So maybe they're like, you know what, this isn't this isn't doable. Let's not do this I, thing. I mean, maybe Alex is the problem in that scenario. I mean, not that you see it all that much, but it tends to be like Alex feels like a combo finisher, right? Deal 15 damage and then deal 15 more somehow else. Well, yeah, and it is. And I get it. But, it's, you know, Kalsagos is also really good. You know, zero mana giants. I, I don't know that. Like, I liked Luna's Pocket Galaxy a whole lot. I loved playing with that card. I'll probably still try and play with that card because it's a lot of fun. But I also get the argument that making a bunch of really big minions cost one mana is kind of unfun for the person across the board. And maybe it's just, you know, cheating that kind of mana isn't good for the game. I, I'm surprised at what the nerf ended up being instead of it going to... I thought it was either going to go more expensive or that it was not going to have Twin Spell anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because this this nerf is effectively a two two mana cost raise because it's on one on each iteration of it. So. Yep. Well, and then moving it back a turn just makes it almost not playable with a giant, right? So you're Or you're playing it much later in the game, so... I mean, that was coming out on turn six with the giant, so... With a coin. Um, I think turn seven or eight to put down... 16 something where the stats is is probably fine i don't know that you're right that was sarcasm we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> besides you never think i'm right so no because you're never right <laughs> all right loris for nerds we're a couple of nerds mm, this one's a real page turner this week we chat about the mogu and when i say we i mean magooch because he actually did the research the research might be a bit of a stretch. I mean, we're experts, you know. Oh, it's we, true. We just you just know all this already. You're so. reciting from uh, your memory. From memory, purely from What you memory. know about Having Mogu. never mm-hmm. played WoW, I know everything about this. Um, well, you have a podcast. <laughs> That's how that works. So <laughs> so last week we talked about um, Tolvir having been uh, constructed by the Titans. So guess what, Mogu? Same deal. Um High Keeper Ra using the Fist of Ra Den, which is apparently also a name for him, um, breathed life into the Mogu by harnessing the Fury of the Storms, whatever that means. I, they're full of lightning or something. Uh, so they're the super powerful stone people, and they're innately really, really good with magic. So they're a lightning um, stone people? Some Well, I mean storms, lightning. Lightning is my interpretation, but oh. it could be tsunami, or not tsunami, uh, monsoon, or um, I don't know, hurricanes. Um, <laughs> Okay. Thunder and lightning. Very, very frightening. Um, <laughs> Galileo. So <laughs> uh, they were they were originally basically machinery. Uh, they were created and had to dig out a whole mess load of rivers and waterways and build mountains. And then they just guarded the work of the Titans. Uh, they were holed up in Pandaria. So, of course, they go on to be the arch nemeses of the Pandaren. Like you do. Um, of course, as you do. Um, so Yogg... In his screwing around with the force of uh, forge of wills, uh, happened to also hit them, and I, I assume everyone with the curse of flesh. I don't know how widespread that was, but things got all whack with them when they got soft, and uh, they grew <laughs> obsessed with power and control. And there was a lot of infighting. Uh, they had warlords that would recruit armies of Mogu to fight each other with motives of wanting more stuff, wanting more power, uh, wanting the Mogu that were not the Mogu and their group of Mogu to have less stuff. So your standard human failings. Okay, um, sure. But they reversed the stone curse somehow. So no real they're explanation. Stone again they're now? stony again. Yeah. Oh. So generally, uh, up until this point, they're super down with their like maker dad, High Keeper Ra, mm-hmm. and are uh, an extension of his will doing Ooh. the work of the Titans. Even when they were but like... Then they, like 
fleshy? Well, uh, you know, it doesn't really super get into uh, the exact timing, and that's why I think some of this is out of order, but uh, it's not super important. Uh, the point is now they're they're teenagers and they're in their goth phase, so oh. they get all super into necromancy. <laughs> and and Ra is not really around or saying much. I don't know if he's oh. being like a deadbeat dad or yep, if he's just yep. like... So um, the son of a warlord, Lei Shen decides to wake the gods because that seems like a perfectly normal non-hazardous idea yes agree and also maybe go find out why everyone's scared of thunder mountain which sounds like a ride at an amusement park that i really want to go on uh so he comes back he's got mad power he builds the throne of thunder on top of this mountain because he stole Ra's power wait and so chained him so up in the basement thunder mountain exists before and then he built the throne of thunder on thunder mountain correct okay gotcha um so now he's got Ra chained up in the basement, and he's, I don't know, dormant. Uh, he unites the first Mogu Empire, Ooh. and then they're super racist, and they have all the other um, races as their slaves. They, they are super good with magic, but they still want to make other people build their stuff for them. Yes. So that's not that's not cool. No. But now Lei Shen is the Thunder King. Oh. That's where that comes from. So Lei Shen is the one with the cool totems. Yes. Okay. Um, so now he wants Uldum. That's where we are now. Interesting, huh? And the Tolvir are like, crap, that's not cool, but we can't beat you on your own. So they get this idea to jury rig the other forge of origination. Yes. And wipes out Lei Shen, heals the whole army, and then everything in Old Doom. Yeah. And that's why it went from jungle to desert. Literally destroyed everything. Yeah. So, like, who's the bad guys, really? Well, so it's a big chunk of Ra's creations that are obliterated by another one of his creations. Oh, so, so Ra's I would the go bad out on guy. Limb and say Ra's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so, wow. um, Lei Shen, dead, not super loving it. He gets resurrected by the Zandalari troll prophet Karzul. Like you do. Because trolls are down with the Mogu. They're like allied now. Like all trolls or just like some trolls? The, the I think Zandalari it's just, trolls. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Not the good trolls um, that you can play in the game, but like the bad yeah. trolls that you have to go raid against. Okay, cool. Right. Um, <laughs> so the undead Thunder King goes off to this villainous James Bond spy island to build his huge army. Uh, and it doesn't work all that well for him. And he is made re-dead. Um, and just so there's no more resurrection shenanigans, uh, Rathion eats his heart. And then with no leadership, the Mogu just... So now we have to figure out who Rathion is. <laughs> I don't know who Rathion is. Is he one of the dragon aspects or something? Or he's a dragon something? He's he, he, not a dragon. I'm pretty sure he, he just draws disguise. dragons until your hand is full. Right. But he... It's all I know about he him. He wasn't a dragon because he was in disguise. Yes. Was never quite oh, clear yeah. So he wasn't a dragon because he wasn't in his dragon form. Right. Or something. Okay, yeah. We'll so do this next week. Now that there's they have no leader, uh, there's just a Mogu diaspora, and they wander off into Azeroth and are only seen as lunatic cultists apparently now. And that's uh, that's where we get the lunatic, or not lunatic, just the Mogu cultist. Mm. And if you can make seven copies of a card that you can only have two of, he brings <laughs> Ra back and he does 20 damage to everything. Wait, but why would... So, but they're mad at Ra, right? Not all of them were mad at Ra. Um, oh. Lee Shen was mad at Ra because he wanted more power and stuff. So when, when they got the Curse of Flesh, they, they totally lost their way and started all this infighting because they were super obedient before. Oh, So I think that the, uh, you know, they call it Curse of Flesh, but it seems to be also like the Curse of the Human Mind, where they have their own personal desires and want to beat people up for stuff. Yes, very and, human yeah. of them. But, so, but when they became stone again, they were still crazy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Crazy apparently doesn't go away that, mm. that easily. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
All right. Well, moving on, I guess. Thank you. All right. My pleasure. It was uh, uh, quite a learning experience for me. <laughs> Since no one stepped up to challenge Aegon's amazing reading of Dano versus Magooch. <sighs> Dano versus Magooch. <laughs> It's so good. But, I mean, so you good. can, if you want, if you believe you can do a better job than that, which, I mean, I don't know if you can, to be honest. Um, better is relative. Make it funnier. Make it yes. goofier. Make it angrier. Make it spookier. Make it different. Just send us a tweet at the show or send us an email uh, to the dragon box, squelchcast.gmail.com. So, question one. On Twitter this week, Ixar stated that power level of that deck was varying degrees of understated the last few weeks. Pretty confident that given no change, we'd be looking at one of, if not the most powerful, purely win rate decks of the last few expansions. We're talking about the combo, combo priest. priest. Um, of course, there's nothing wrong with the deck being powerful, though I think Priest was primed to cross the line, even if public-facing data didn't arrive at that conclusion yet. Play pattern is subjective, but personally, I feel like if a Divine Spirit inner fire deck is the most powerful and popular thing, not sure that feels great. It's cool that it exists and a very obvious win condition early in player life cycle, but the feeling of having to remove everything or else get one shot I don't think is healthy as a 20% population thing, which, if I had to guess, was where we are heading. So the question I'm asking you is, does Hearthstone need to get rid of Divine Spirit Inner Fire? I think uh, Divine Spirit needs to be Hall of Famed. Um, it's fine to have it in wild where there's all kinds of other crazy win conditions, but having just facing down a board where you have to remove every single minion that's like five, five health or more where you can just get Power Word Shield, Divine Spirit, Divine Spirit, Inner Fire one-shotted without having you know enough taunts is just and they have a zero mana silence which is the other huge problem with that combo is you need to have multiple taunts on the board or be able to remove everything all the time or they're gonna smack you in the face and because they're both they're, they're commons they're cheap so everyone can have them there's two copies of each that deck has a ton of cycle with pyro acolyte shenanigans and other draw things it's too easy to be able to have the combo in your hand ready for that moment when they can't remove something and you just get whacked. Yep. And I think it's unhealthy to have that. That's not even inevitability at that point. It's just this is uh, your like default accidental lucked into it win con and it's just tiring to have that. So yeah, I agree 100%. I think it is a, yeah, it kind of needs to go. It's time. Yeah. Even just to break up the pair, you know, um, this is a cool dance, three feet apart, something like that. <laughs> can't have them, can't have them both, or make one of them cost more, so it's not like a. I, I don't think that even works, but honestly, I think I think it's just time for Divine Spirit to go away. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Question two. All right, so it seems that when Priest is good, it's too good, and when it's not good, it's garbage and virtually unplayable. Uh, does this class need a complete overhaul? Yeah, 100% it does. It's uh, Priest is exactly that. When it is bad, it's really, really bad. And when it's good, it's really, really good. And the problem stems from it having just a really poor set of basic and classic cards. They don't yeah. necessarily it's make a whole lot of removal, sense. It's removal, but there's not support for anything in it. Well, it's even wonky removal, right? Like, there's weird it gaps is, but in its, its removal. 
targeting turn or targeting four attack minions that they have to keep re releasing new goofy removal cards to hit that little window, which isn't even a huge problem because those cards are flexible. Yes, but it's like this. They have to, you know, they have to give a good card for the class to be good or a couple good cards. So it's either Secret Agent or it's Raza. And it's so it's like they give it a busted card to make it good. Like they did this last set or they just you can't play the class. Uh, and they have they have rotating board clears because they need a new one every expansion. Yes, because they don't have actually a decent because they're only like AOE is um, Holy Nova. Holy right? Nova. Yes. Thank you. I was blanking on it. But Holy Nova is the only AOE. So, yeah, it's. 100% time for Priest especially to just, you know, think what is the class identity of Priest and then from the ground up just redesign the Couldn't class. even tell you. Yeah. No, I couldn't either. Makes no sense. Question three. Two of the recently buffed cards had to be almost immediately nerfed. Should Team 5 continue to buff cards or should they write off the whole buffing cards thing as a failed experiment? Absolutely, they should keep buffing cards. I would argue that only one of them needed to be immediately nerfed. I don't think Extra Arms was like a super big target, but no, this is the thing we've been talking about, digital space. It's amazing. They should take chances. They should be open about being willing to learn from mistakes. Yeah, they. I mean, it, the buffing of the cards made one of the best and most fun expansions, I would arguably say, ever. As Just as soon as the meta started getting a little bit stale, they buffed those cards, and it just threw everything for a loop. It was... Even when not it, all yeah, of them were playing, the whole right? cycle so fun. Yeah, it made every like every different every three or four weeks like something awesome was happening. The the nerfs came down, and then the buffs came down, and then everything kind of stabilized. And then it was time for a new expansion to come out. It was entirely exciting the entire expansion cycle, which is the only time that's ever happened while I've been playing this game. And it's nice to have hear the words balance patch and not only think nerfs you know we had a de-nerf with molten giant then we had some actual buffs i'd love for balance changes to mean balance changes not just things are going to cost more and i'm not be playable i'm okay with balance changes meaning nerfs if there are buffs coming down the pipeline as well absolutely all right give me a quest if you want to give us a quest you can tweet at the show at squelchcast or you can send an email to the dragon box at squelchcast at gmail.com all right last week our quest came from joel via the dragon box to play a deck in standard made up entirely of forgotten cards i liked how you said forgotten as if they were like in the foreground that was pretty <laughs> awesome you're really good at this yeah, whole yeah. podcasting thing <laughs> we're amazing that's just <laughs> no that's just that was all you i did not speak that word that was you i make enough mistakes on my own uh, <laughs> um, all right dude this was hard this was fun are you insane it was fun it was super fun i loved looking through all of these i i had to actually like open notepad and hearthstone and make a list of like all right what don't i know what it is because i'm gonna have to see what class i can even play and is there a synergy i can find i said last week i wanted to go with mana denial and i started with that and ended up being like the worst cards in the deck, and I pulled them back out. Um, I don't know. Do you want to go through lists real quick? Yes. All right. So there's a little bit of cheating because it's really hard to find uh, all that many cards. Like I said uh, in the the uh, sandwich, um, I give a lot of credit to the team because there's uh, there's a lot more playables than I think I realized when you don't look at the collection as a whole. So or even cards that like saw life briefly like as a tech card here or as something right, that came right. into it there as a discoverable or something so like a lot of the cards while maybe not big staples showed up often enough where i don't feel it was a forgotten card so 
it was actually yeah, more difficult. Yeah, and I, I, I did expected. cheat with a couple of things that you know see play here and there. But honestly, it, I got to the point where I was like, I need to fill out the deck, and it, it ended up being like, okay, I need some one drops because I don't have anything. So because you're a cheater. Yeah, well, you know, I went with Mage uh, so I could run Toki because that would pull me something from Wild that would be forgotten, <laughs> and that's probably my biggest cheat. No, that's um, a good one. So I've got uh, one Bloodsail Corsair, one Young Priestess, two Arcane Servant. That's a two-three Elemental Vanilla. Two Dalaran Librarian. It's a new card. It saw some play in Silence Priest. It's Silence Your Adjacent Things. One Snap Freeze. Two Spark Engine. Uh, one Arcane Watcher. One Drakari Trickster. One History Buff. That's whenever you play a minion, give a minion in your hand plus one plus one. Two Infested Goblin. Two Raven Collar. One Cone of Cold. One Mad Hatter. Two Scorch. Chief Inspector. Two Muck Hunter. Arcanosaur. Two Frost Elemental. Meteorologist. The Beast. Toki and Cauldron Elemental. I went 1-4. I, I got a win, which was surprising. I spent more time building the deck and looking through the cards than I actually played, uh, spent playing. But yeah, like I said, it speaks to the card quality that I had to spend that much time to find stuff that was like, yeah, there's some new cards. There's some some tech cards like Blood Sail. I, you know, Mad Hatter saw playing Zoo for like a week before <laughs> uh, when, when it came out. Co- uh, you know, there's things you see in Arena like Cone of Cold and sure. apparently... People play Snap Freeze. I thought that was just a garbage card. It was played in like, uh, need... like in tournament play because you would tech it for your like tertiary deck for like the Mage Mirror or whatever. So that way, when you froze it with like Frost Nova, then you would hit it with a Snap Freeze. But see, the thing was, you can't play Frost Novas in this deck, and you can't. Oh, play no, no, no. I get it. common no, cards. No, I agree. So I'm just saying it's I not a forgotten it card. It's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I threw it in with. Frost, two Frost Elemental and one Cone of Cold is my only support for it. I also never drew it. So. <laughs> I never drew Toki either. The whole reason I built this deck was Toki and I never drew it. Oh, that's that's a bummer. So uh, my deck, which I titled Wowza, this is crap. I was like, I thought to myself, so, okay, what's the worst class? Because the worst class will have the most forgotten cards, right? And so I immediately thought of Priest because for the most part, Priest is pretty garbage. So I, um, well, it is, let's be honest. So I started with two regenerate, which is their new basic card. And I'm sure you've all forgotten that already. It's the heal. Oh my gosh. You are actually quite the dumb dumb. Regenerate is a zero mana spell that reads restore three health and is from the Rostikans rumble expansion. The card I assume you thought you were putting into your deck is radiance, a one mana spell that reads restore five health to your hero. Now. Back to you making a fool of yourself. Yeah, zero minute heal yourself, do nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got it. <laughs> Prolong this game. <laughs> uh, I played one cloning device because I only had one. Or sorry, two cloning device. Uh, I guess I did have two of them. <laughs> Funny. Uh, two swamp dragon egg, which was actually really fun because you could play it against the hunter and then they would, because usually they play like the, um, uh, the secret that does four damage. Blanking on it. Oh yeah, snipe. Yep. So you play it right into their snipe. So they wait till they trigger till they put the the trap down. Then you trigger it with the uh, swamp dragon egg, and then you get a free dragon in your hand. It was a lot of fun, actually. Gave me Deathwing one game. Double. Oh, nice. Yeah, double evil cons- conscriptor squash. I don't know what that does. It's the two two that gives you a lackey when it dies. It's a two two death rattle. Okay. Yeah. So not at all a good card. Uh, Squashling, which is the two one heal for three. With Echo. Uh, with Echo. Uh, yeah. Golden Scarab, which is Discover a 4-drop. Pumpkin Peasant, which... uh should wear that card text better. It's a 2-4 uh, that turns into a 4-2 with uh, 
life oh, the steel. swap mechanic yeah, yeah. from Witchwood, right? But yeah. no rush. I just assumed it had rush because all those cards that saw play had rush. It did <laughs> right. not. I played it yeah, one like time. Yeah, Royal Guard that you got. Yeah. I played it, tried to drag it, and I was like, oh, <laughs> what can you do? Whoops. Yeah. Uh, Fell Soul Inquisitor. Double Fell Soul Inquisitor. Double Regenerating Thug. Double Holy Water. Snapjaw Shell Fighter, Lady in White, which was what I based my entire deck around. Lady in White is the 5 5 that uh, casts. Um, inner fires your deck, right? Yep, inner fires your deck. So I played a whole bunch of uh, minions with big butts that were total garbage. <laughs> that was the entire they deck. They never changed inner fire. Would it just innately change what Lady in White does? Or would you just have to Hall of Fame that because inner fire is gone? Well, no. Inner, Lady in White's still a bad <laughs> card, right? So no, I, Yeah, it's there. So, it's a very bad card. I mean, yeah. You can still cast I me. Mean, you, you can get Ragnaros in standard. Just have to do it this, you know, fancy way. Uh, Furious Etten, Nails, Night Scale, Matriarch, Gilnean, Royal Guard, and uh, Sir Burly, Shovel Fist. So I also went one and four, but my one win was a pity win, and I got an immediate friend request afterwards. And he, oh. <laughs> so he could, so I was playing against a hunter, and he just smoked me. And then he had lethal set up on board, and he conceded, and then sent me a friend request. <laughs> Is that like? And he was like, "What the hell are you doing?" He goes, "He goes, he goes well played." You know, I'm like, well, I'm like, what happened there? And he goes, "Oh, you know, I just thought I should give you the win because you know, kudos to you for trying to break the meta." And then I tried to explain <laughs> to him what was going on, <laughs> and then he logged off, and I was like, "No." It was, it was a dopey dumb thing I do for my stupid podcast. But uh, nice guy. That's like, cool, awesome. I, I like when that happens. Yeah. It's, you know, for all yep. the uh, the rage requests that there are out there, like you can definitely still find some cool friends. Yeah. I I almost went with Priest for Nightscale, um, and I just didn't want to deal with looking for what does Priest have access to in terms of healing that it hasn't used or is dumb. So Yep. I mean, yeah, your hero power, but I don't know. It's not uh, a good card. This was a super interesting thought exercise. Um, it was a ton and... of fun. I had someone, I was like just laughing to myself the whole time. And like the number of times people like moused over my minion to see what in the world I was doing just brought joy to my heart. It was a lot of fun. Like people were just straight up confused when I started playing this deck. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they were. I, I did get, I did manage to get the beast down a couple times with the librarian so I could silence, silence it. Because it. <laughs> it's not that it's even that good of a minion. No. And the downside is not even all that bad nope. either. But I was just like, this, this beast who never sees play, like, just deserves a minute, just one minute in the spotlight. And, you know, they didn't get a 3 3, but they still killed it immediately. And womp womp. Yeah. I, uh, so I, I had, I bet you I had the Swamp Dragon Egg four out of five games, like, in my opening hand. And three of those games, they killed it just because they weren't sure what I was trying to do. And they were like, well, I'm not sure what the game plan is, so I'm just going to kill this thing. And there was no plan. I just, like, I need a card no one remembers exists, and this is a card I can play. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so there was no I plan. I was also looking for anything that would be like, sure, I could put this card that people don't remember in my deck, but this might get me something else. Yes, that was um, kind of my idea I with did the really want to go and the Swamp Dragon Egg as well. And then the Holy Water, so. Yeah. Yeah. If I could have used... Uh, any silence that wasn't librarian, I was trying to do like um, venture co mercenary, mm. but it makes librarian cost five, and that's <laughs> not a good use of a turn. So, 
that plan went out the window really quick. Yeah, but thanks, Joel. This was just just absolutely too much fun. So again, if you want to give us a quest, uh, we do love this part of the show. So just send us an email at uh, scotchcast at gmail dot com. I'd probably say you win this one, even though I got the uh, friend request out of it. So because you did actually win a game, I did not win any games. <laughs> Fair, I'll take it. I would I would hazard a guess at that that you would win because that was specifically what he said is he wanted people to mouse over the cards. So that's I'll take I'll, I'll, I'll concede a tie if you'll accept. All right. So that All is right. it for this week. If you like what we're doing here, please tell a friend, share the pod on a social media or in a Discord or a Slack. Uh it might surprise you how much Something so little can really help get the word out about this stupid little podcast. If you are so inclined, you can give us a five-star ego boost by throwing a rating our way on iTunes. Uh, A review if you're feeling extra spicy. We have gotten a few. You guys are awesome. We love it. Thank you so much. Uh, We're grateful for the feedback and the time you took to give it to us. Really do make our day. A huge thank you to Enthralamon for putting the art together for this show. You can follow the show on Twitter at Squelchcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan O'Play. The O is a zero because I'm cool. I, I like how you have to clarify that. Uh, you can follow me <laughs> at underscore Magooch, M-C-G-O-O-T-C-H. You can email us at squelchcast at gmail.com. And you can give us requests on Twitter or email the Dragon Box. Send anything to the show. Goofier the better. Yep. Do you think you can do a better job of announcing Dano versus Magooch? Prove it by sending us your best or more in- most interesting or worst recording of Dano versus Magooch, and we'll put it in the show. You can also just send me your worst ones for the heck of it, because I, I want to listen to them for hours. Yep. I'm, I'm um, oh God, what's the word? Uh, vain. I'm vain enough that I want to hear all of you saying my name. Yes. In stupid ways. Yeah. Okay. And now I have that song stuck <laughs> in my head. You're so vain. I want you to say my name. I bet uh, you think this song is garbage. Yep. I'm going to cut that part out of the show because that was kind all of right. awkward. Uh, you should. By me, not terrible. you. Yeah. By... <laughs> no, you should cut all of that up. No. Just cut you out. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> you should leave keep... all of this in. Actually. I'm going to keep it all in now. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, remember Hearthstone is a game. And just like we're having right now, games are supposed to be fun. Thank you. Thank you.